Welcome to PCI mm. Cast, episode 20 something, but really it's the Tuesday evening of the General Assembly special episodes that we're doing. And as promised, we are joined by Reverend Alan McQuaid. Good One of the Wait, oldest thank people you very much. One of the what? that we have ever had. <laughs> A senior member, as yeah, one yeah. I like to say, Presbyterian circles. Yeah, no. yeah. Your, your white hair crowns you That's glory. True. What was it you called me at college? I can't repeat it. No, I Daddy Cool. <laughs> you are Daddy Cool. Mm. Uh, and not only that, the listeners can't see, obviously, because of the medium, but we are joined with a live audience. <laughs> there are two people sitting at a table adjacent to us who are aware of what we're doing. <laughs> live audience... It, yeah. Is that stretching it? I didn't see any ministers apart from our live audience. There's a the table of three over there. Stephen McNee and is that the Clark Year Presbytery over there, Alan, as well? Uh, Daryl. All right, so it is. And uh, who's that there with? Can't see who that is. Who knows? The but there were, but we're, we're, we're missing Jack Lamb this evening. No Jack, but that's okay. But we're here to talk our way through uh, Today. Tuesday Tuesday's of General Assembly <coughs> 21. Um, it began. Where, Craig? So it began this morning with, uh, with well, there was a communion service at lunchtime and before that there were two items of business and we can probably take these together because they are the thing we probably want to talk about in the first report from the trustees is relevant then to uh, what the was mentioned in the second report, uh, which is global missions. So the trustees, for people who are listening at home and aren't aware, they're the people who then are responsible for overseeing and administering the finances of the church and looking after investments mm-hmm. of the church's financial portfolio and all that, that kind is of correct. things. They are separate, though. there are <coughs> trustees of the pension fund as well. Yes. They are different. And as we learned last night, there are trustees of education funds in presbyteries, but no more. And technically speaking, you and I are trustees of our local charity. Yes, but the trustees report today was the trustees of the church and those who are responsible for finances, that's fine. Do you want but a, a, a good rule of thumb to use? If somebody says something at the front that this is going to be really boring and really technical, that's always the point I start to listen. But you're a dull individual. <laughs> yeah. so, no, you're, you're not. You're, you're, you're not. But, but the thing actually that would tie these two reports together was I think the, the, the divest and engage resolution that was passed Alan, do you want to tell us what the divest and engage resolution that was passed was all about? It had two parts. Divest. You're really testing me. And engage. Is this under trustees or global mission? Well, this is under global mission, but it was. Oh, right, so the trustees are responsible for ensuring that the uh, the church's money is not invested in uh, various things that they would deem unethical, and uh, given that. Given all of the uh, issues surrounding us about fossil fuels, etc., and what's happening with COP21 in Glasgow, they want to make sure that we're we're on the right side of history in relation to those fossil fuels. I think there was a technical, and maybe our audience will keep us right, but there was a technical. It was to disinvest in industries that are have 10% or more of their income, I take it, or profits from fossil fuels, as in coal, oil. Yeah. Oil and gas extraction. Okay, boom, thank you. There you are. And then <laughs> engaging with companies that derive 10% or more of their turnover from the use of fossil fuels and encouraging them to make commitments to reducing that. So it was a two-fold strategy, both divest from those who are uh, 
making their money off fossil fuels and engage with the ones we're going to be staying with or maybe applying to for new investment, but encouraging them to reduce their emissions. So that's the basic strategy. But that why? I think more than just the strategy, people are listening and maybe hearing us immediately talk about divested engage. And if they haven't watched uh, the assembly today, why was it? Ha why did this come up under global mission? What was our understanding of it being under global mission? Silence is deadly. Well, I guess in a sense, you know, it's a good thing that we want to steward our creation, right? Yes. That's, that's a good thing. <clears throat> There's a distinction here between global mission and global issues. And we seem to be getting to the place where global issues are, are part of our witness to the world and being seen in, this, in the same light. I think if I remember, there were global partners who were reflecting to our council about climate change issues and were asking us to do something about this. Yeah. So this was global. The global mission was the venue for our church to speak about climate change or to make a, a policy change on investments. Because it was um, predicated by a, by a move or an ask from global partners. If I'm, I hope I'm not overstating the case there, but that was my understanding. No, I think so. I mean, it certainly it certainly reflected in the prayers at the end that the, you know that we were we're, we're remembering those um, who are living in poverty, and that part of our action and witness with them as our partners in mission, um, they're suffering because of it, and the the case is being made that we we cannot um, be part of the case or the situation mm -hmm. where our, our global partners are suffering in poverty because of our actions. Yes. Absolutely. I, I, this is no criticism of any individual or council or anything, but I would have liked to have heard more about the, the mission. I think what we, a lot of what we heard today was on the global side of that, and that's absolutely fine and good and proper, but I would have liked to have heard more about yeah. the mission. What, <clears throat> what, does, uh, what, has the, what has the church looked like during the past 18 months for those whom we're partnering with overseas? Mm -hmm. uh, how have they struggled? How have those struggles been similar to what we've experienced? Well, but also, mm -hmm. how has the Lord been working in those well, churches and with our mission partners there? Yeah. I didn't, we didn't hear an awful lot about that. But then here's, here's a point, um, and it's really just the pennies just dropping with me in this. The whole point about COVID and all the rest of it's been happening is being using Zoom and technology to communicate. Yes. We could have been receiving some reports, maybe, um, or maybe there's something for the future. Why don't we, instead of bringing people across the world um, to join us in our General Assembly, we could receive reports via, via Zoom, yep. via well, I, other means, I do digital think, means. I do think they were talking about how global missionaries or workers were engaging with local congregations. Yep. I mean, we certainly <coughs> had um, uh, with Sashko, um, who's setting up a church, and we had him on the podcast uh, two episodes, an episode great, ago, episode, yeah. and Sashko engaged with us via Zoom a little bit, and myself, certainly. So I think it is happening. No. The debate around the, it was the first debate of the day really, uh, on the divest, and I think it, po it possibly caught the, the clerk and maybe the moderator on the hop a little bit because they'd given it a lot of time, but actually there were no speeches against the, the motion, or no, the change, the, 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 the resolution as it were. No. Everybody spoke in favour. Um, yep. No, that was okay, that's fine. There was nothing. There was nothing controversial. No, I think everybody everybody realizes the, the situation. I mean, it's 
it's the top issue and one of the top issues in our society today and I suppose we're speaking positively to that issue and trying to take in take well, into account what we're doing. If, 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 if it wasn't, let, let, me, let, me, let me ask a question, if it wasn't going to be the Council for Global Mission dealing with that, who would deal with it? Public Affairs? Mm. It's probably their remit more than anyone else's, I would argue. Because it's cost cross-cutting with our investment strategy, it had to come up uh, That's Well, that was somewhere. why it was trustees. The trustees yeah. are the people, that, again, who look after issues of that nature. I will get in right now, because virtual, not, not to virtual signal too much, but I do drive an electric car. And as, oh boy, here we go. Uh, yep, I do. And uh, the reason I drive an electric car is not just to save the planet, because it's, but because it's stupendously <clears throat> cheap. <laughs> to drive an electric yeah. car, though it does cost a little bit to buy one, which I, I, I think there's a point to be made. I mean, the, in the congregations and the places that I minister, or the congregation that I minister in, in an area, I mean, it's just not ex to expect them to maybe uh, well, live the, more simply or to yeah, buy electric cars. You and I are in housing estate settings yeah. where, you know, we, you don't go out for a big drive, you go out for a, a tootle if you need to, but, I mean, Al, you're at the table with us, and then we've got Jimmy and Andy over here, you know, the three of you guys are yeah, rural, more rural, rural yeah. you know, you need a, you need, you know, you need a, you need a car that's going to, going to be reliable, yeah. and, like, we're just about to change ours, like, we, we have got ours on a three-year lease, and, and will you go electric? I think we'll probably go hybrid. See, that's... Plug-in plug hybrid is where we're going to go That's next, good, probably. but you need a fully atone and go full electric. But I'm with. Uh, no, we don't need to talk about this. All. I'll talk to you after. Anyway. But, but anyway, but that's. Do you mean to say listeners aren't interested in our car purchasing not, not, decisions? Not remotely. I not suspect remotely. the General Assembly was a little bit the same, which is why they moved on then to pass it. After we finished those two reports, we then went to our annual service of uh, worship and communion, which was led by uh, David Bruce, and we got to share uh, around the table, which was. Which was good. Yeah, of course. It was, it was good. Uh, then in the afternoon... Excuse me, I want to commend um, the organist today. Yes. Reverend Mark Spratt. Reverend Mark Spratt. Who was superb um, in the hymns and, uh, and his, his playing of the, the assembly organ, which is fantastic. A better organist. Assumed. We, Who can find? We didn't comment on this yesterday, but the, the, the opening, um, not service, but beginning, um, where, where David got to address in terms of hope and home. Where he was enthroned and installed <laughs> as the when he was installed We as didn't even mention this yesterday, that he is, this is the like first time in however many hundreds of years, 120, 120 years, that we've had a moderator for the second Two time. Years it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. and to be fair, he didn't really have a crack at the job the first time around. He spoke wonderfully yesterday, yeah. and I presume today as well, at, at worship. Um, I wasn't able to and be again, there. And again, the choice, the choice of songs, the, yes. the, the music was superb. A preacher's preacher. Yeah. Oh, do we have... There's Dr. Clinton has just, just oh, walked over as well. There's, yeah. There he is. Yeah. Hello. We're recording, so how your waist. <laughs> it is. Uh, right, right, let's begin. And we have to be careful. As we warned yeah. yesterday, and um, the, 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 the assembly went into private session for uh, section two of the general council's report. Yeah, there, was there, there were two task groups reporting in the first session. It was the implementation task group and the human identity task group. And, and lest we be guilty of contumacy or well anything else. Uh, we're not going to discuss those at any great length. 
No, we're not going to discuss. We're just going to say and report that. What do we? What can we report? Well, if you have your blue book at handy at home, uh, uh, if you have your blue books handy at home, I suspect folks, some people might. You know that as soon as you released this last night, people were downloading and, and listening. Well, there were forty-four before I went to bed. Yeah, I couldn't get to sleep, and I, I checked it one, <clears> and it was there was definitely a few more. Uh, but, but yeah, but then people may be driving in tomorrow morning, and they're not going to get the blue book out. But it's sufficient to say that. The long story short, that the the reports were received and adopted by yep. the General Assembly. Super. So, and you can read those reports at your your leisure. Uh, section General Council Section Three was the second half of the afternoon, and there mm. we in there we had uh, another two reports to receive and adopt. One was uh, the decision making in dissent, and the second was on vows for membership. And baptism. Yeah. Uh, that was a that was a, a really interesting session. Before we came I, in I there. felt up then. No, we forgot about the lapse business. Uh, there, was, there was lapse business. It was mentioned. Uh, Tony Davidson got up and spoke to. Yeah, oh, yeah, the alternating yeah. ministry. The alternating yeah. ministry scheme. Yeah. Which well, how about we lap? Well, 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 we lapse it and do it at the end. Okay, let's okay. continue in section three. Okay. Section three. Sorry, Craig. What can, what can you work? You gotta work with this. <laughs> Decision making in dissent, and then vows for membership and baptism uh, were the discussions of the afternoon. Ben, Alan, how do you think? Well, listen, I mean, this is one of the things I have to say. I, I got caught on the hop a wee bit with regard to this. There is a lot of detail, and everybody was uh, there were a lot of remarks to say that uh, it was uh, a significant um, significant reports. Um, resolutions being presented to General Assembly about how we go about our making of decisions, um, and, I, and I think it's going to take a lot of uh, getting getting used to and getting in about how we how we examine how we go about making decisions in PCI. And the point will hopefully be that there will be more engagement and inclusion of people across the, the church, our church life, our, yep. our Kirk sessions represented at Presbytery, and all that's going to take place in that. And, Let's hope that that's going to be a really, really good thing. And I know tomorrow night we're going to be joined by uh, Reverend Johnny Boyd, who's the Minister of Hyde Park and Lyle Hill Churches, and he'll be talking a little bit about that, because he's presenting a report tomorrow on making the General Assembly more accessible task groups. So mm. I think that's relevant to what you've just yeah. said about how to get more uh, people involved in the Assembly, particularly ruling elders. I, I would love to hear more ruling elders standing and, and, and contributing, and particularly in these, these conversations that we were having this afternoon, particularly around... Uh, membership baptism it was only teaching elders speaking to that. There was no, there were no ruling elders okay. uh, rising to, to, to speak to that this afternoon. I think because the language was technical and confessional, I think maybe the tone that was maybe set, uh, you know, was maybe out of some people's reach. And that's not. I'm not saying that in a in an, in an arrogant sense at all. Yeah. I, I, you know, but how do we how do we make discussions like that? Uh, and how do we involve people of, from all parts of the church and all offices of the church wonder, involved wonder in that would discussion? See, would you see a difference between the urban and the rural churches in this matter? I mean, someone mentioned to me before I came up to the General Assembly that they felt that uh, those engaged in uh, maybe from a, a more urban or suburban uh, congregations may feel more at home at engaging with ministers in discussions of, of more theological matters than, than those in the countryside, um, maybe from a more farming community that uh, very often they would say well if that's what the minister says fair enough let it, lay, let it lie at that 
Whereas we want to encourage all of our elders at a, at, a, at, a, at a level to engage with the scriptures, to engage with their standards, and to understand them to a higher level to, to I suppose, have these conversations with us. I mean, praise God for our, our ruling elders. I mean, we are not... Uh, I was explaining to um, in a pastoral visit on Monday about the difference between the Anglican Church and the Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. and that's where I went to, that, that we have r- ruling elders who participate yeah. uh, and who add their, their voice in the vote uh, at all levels. Tell well, me... Uh, you know, contrast what, that then with the Church of Ireland. Do you, do you think if you had a, a, a house of the laity... Uh, in a similar way that they, they have in the Anglican system, where the mm. where the uh, lady just got together and spoke for themselves, without <laughs> without ministers or clergy engaging with them, but they feel more comfortable having that kind of a a, a forum. Um, you, you can overture the Church of Ireland next I, year to that. Well, <laughs> I would if you want. Just uh, <laughs> let's just stir the conversation up a little bit here. Are, are if, you are you um, theologically retreating something? I'm certainly not advocating for it. But part of the conversation we had about the vows, I think, was was really interesting. Like, I think there's nobody's going to disagree reading these vows that they are bad vows. But there were certainly people who were speaking today uh, who were wanting to say that they could have been more full or more comprehensive than the ones that are here. What do you think, Alan? Well, I mean, yeah, I certainly, I certainly, one of the things that uh, I think out of COVID that, that I've really felt is that uh, when in the Republic of Ireland, whenever we were not um, singing, maybe the way that you were in the North, how did we engage our congregation? One of the ways that, that I chose to engage our, our folks within the service of worship, we could come into worship with restrictions, but we couldn't sing, we couldn't have live singing. So we had a we had a little bit more responsive reading of psalms. We had more responsive readings of of scriptures that focus on Christ, and uh, so I, I kind of found myself being more liturgical in how I formed the worship. Right. And I felt very much that whenever we, we come to when we come to the sacraments, when we come to our, the table, when we come to obviously baptism, that the the liturgies that we we choose surrounding the those particular items of our worship. The, the ordinary means of grace. It means that we we hopefully surround them with the word. That the people who are listening start to understand some of the depth and, and the, the word that's been used a lot recently is the richness of our theology surrounding these matters. Because we should be seen as our distinctives should be seen in what we do in the ordinary means of grace. Okay, so folk are listening, right? We've jumped into vows that happened it's a debate around the vows that you take whenever you become a member uh, and also whenever you uh, present your child to be baptized and these are now the authorized right. vows it's important of to our step that through for people so, so what was discovered in the debate that it wasn't just that these were going to be recommended but that they were going to be the authorised version, as it were, of the of vows that every minister would have to... We've been McDonaldized, as it were. We all have to serve the same... Um, which, there is many speeches for that case. Have you got... I heard you say the McDonaldized thing. Would you be against authorised vows for the denomination? I'm for authorised vows for our denomination. Mm. 
I don't, I don't use it in a pejorative sense. I, I love McDonald's and I, I love going in to know what, that I get a quarter pounder with cheese and it's going to be a quarter pounder with you, cheese. You're a chicken nugget happy meal guy, nobody uh, looking at you, you are. However, Purple fruit shit. However, sometimes whenever I go into <clears throat> say I want something a little bit nicer and I go into Nando's, I always know I'm going to get the same burger or the same chicken burger. Said no one ever so about I Nando's. Think, so I think to explain perhaps the debate a little bit for people who are listening, there are those who are arguing to say we could do a little bit better with our vows. That was very much coming across from younger ministers anyway who were up mm. speaking that they would want a little bit more depth, a little more thought into the vows. Um, however, I've never seen so many questions on a report. There must be, how many questions were there? Everybody, and it was the only time I've ever seen a supplementary question used by Robert. Yeah, yeah. No, it, listen, I, I, it was a, I thought it, it was, was a well debated That item. second half of the afternoon, I don't know whether you thought this, Alan, was, was good because there were lots of different people from lots of different places representing, for lack of a better way of putting it, lots of different theological opinions and expressions, all talking openly, freely, publicly at our General Assembly. And I thought that, I thought that was, was a good it was, thing. It was a great, it was great debate, great speeches that were, that were made at the, uh, on this particular subject. Um, but I would, I would want to ask you, Ben, just about what you've just said about the McDonaldization. All right, here he's jumping in to be the new presenter. Standardization. Yes. Surely you, for, within your own congregation, for your own people, have your version of, or, well, maybe a, this is what they're getting at. You standardize what you do for each baptism, so you wouldn't give, you wouldn't give somebody a happy meal baptism and then give somebody a, uh, double, quarter you know, a double quarter pounder baptism. Or you're not going to... Because <laughs> so so, somebody's going to Let's turn around and say... Let's not stress too far here. Why did you give I'm getting me, hungry. Why did you give me a double... Why did you give my child a, <laughs> I see the a happy meal baptism and, and you give that family a, yeah. a double quarter pounder ba no, no, baptism? You, you, no, I, so again, there has to be, you know, it has to be this kind of standard. No, no, I, I agree, I agree. And I, I think what I'm trying to highlight to people who are listening and maybe start the debate is that... The, there were some in the assembly who felt that there could be more work in the kitchen mm. on the on the vows. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sympathetic to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, here we have it. These are now the guidelines. That was a whole big debate as well on, on what's a guideline, what should be done, and what's uh, yeah. code, I think, I think code guideline and recommendation. Co and how there's now we're getting mm. really technical here, and people are starting to wonder when are we going to stop. So let's move on to okay. the final item of, of uh, <laughs> on, on the agenda for today, which was after dinner. I had pizza. Would you have? I had pizza as well. I had pizza. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Mm. Uh, I had chicken and bacon. That's a Sam, Jimmy. I, I went into Pizza Express and the woman looked at me <laughs> funny because I, I said chicken and bacon. I always say chicken and bacon. And then she mentioned something about Prosecco. I don't know what that is. Just Wait, give me the bacon. It was give Congregational Life and Witness after okay, dinner yeah. anyway. Good. And I, I, I thought there were, there were two things out. Uh, one, one, two things to pull out. One of them was... We're talking about food a lot. Sorry, brother. <laughs> Sorry, those who are listening. The big, you, you got up to talk about digital ministry. And this is, as we've well, talked yes. about before, this is your area of expertise. Your, your master's in, from Durham... Well, I haven't got the master's is yet. In, I put the, I put the dissertation in. Uh, is in digital theology. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about what you were talking about because there was a resolution this evening which was talking about online ministry or well, digital ministry. What was the wording? I, I'm at the wrong page. Am I, I think for people who are listening, it's important to understand the Congregational Life of Witness is, is a part, a department within the Assembly buildings that produces all kinds of resources for ministers and um, Kirk sessions, youth groups, and they are... 
and they have a wide remit. But one of their resolutions was on digital ministry, which they were trying to reflect what we've all been reflecting on, which is two years of having to, well, near, soon be two I years thought, of being on, I thought your point on, was on well, YouTube. Your point was well made. We all had to dive in there. Yeah, we um, all had to for somebody, do For it. somebody of my age, having to, having to do that um, was, a, was a real challenge, whereas some of the, some of the other younger guys may be more familiar Alan with... Alan just got his other. first laptop there. But they're from the week. Windows 95. <laughs> Windows 95, son. Were you born then? Yeah. You you were jumping into it, but so were we. But we were all using it just as a tool. And we all just thought we could use the tool neutrally and it won't affect our ministry. And your but point was? It will. It will affect our ministry. It will shape us. It will shape us. We make the tool and then the tool shapes us or how we do things. Marshall McLuhan, yeah. Um, I mean, we could get even more philosophical and say technology helps us to understand the real truth of a thing. And so it shapes us, but also then we can look back and say, well, how does that technology affect our ministry? And what does that say about our ministry? What's the truth? Well, I mean, at the very start of it, before we got uh, things under control, let's say it was all, like many ministers, like maybe like myself, found that we were having to head at the coal face, do everything. Um, I think Craig used a, a, a phrase at the beginning of all of this season where it was all we were, we were content producers. Yes. And this idea of uh, all we were doing was producing content um, for people. Like some of that, maybe that content was very welcome by people. It was an awful lot of hard work yep. to get to there until, in our case, we certainly got to the place where we were able to uh, film, uh, record a service. A, well, the all intents and purposes, a normal. Uh, type of Presbyterian service put together so yeah. that we could show that to the to the but congregation. What you did was you replicated what you did offline and you just kind of merged it online. We, well, well, we eventually got back to doing that. We yeah. weren't able to do that at the start, where we where we had to go in and use all the all the tools that we had in, in the, on the Mac to produce something. So I've spoken to ministers who've like say they've got foreign nationals in the congregation, and what they've done is for the digital part, they, they had like a live translation that was going between, oh, which is something that they couldn't do in an offline service easily. You know, you normally would have had to speak, and then somebody would have had to translate. So those are like little ways where the digital you can do new and different things. Or I've spoken to other ministers who totally changed how they did the sermon because they were finding that people were switching off after a certain time. They were able to look on the YouTube records and see when right. people started to watch yeah. and then when people stopped watching. Yeah. A little bit like our podcast here, maybe we've left everybody behind <laughs> 10 minutes ago um, and gone to McDonald's. Well, to try and pick things back up again, yes, as, you, you. as you already said, there was an item of lapsed business oh, as yes, well. So let's come back to that because like Tony Davidson of First oh, yeah, Armad spoke to, to it. Uh, you can maybe speak about this more than more than us <clears throat> northerners can about the the alternate ministry scheme yeah. that's now no longer a thing well it's still in the process of sorting out uh, i think it's still a, it's still live business in do terms I, of the agreement so do you want to tell people on. what the alternating ministry scheme is if basically we have, with we have three main congregations we have galway limerick and uh, sandy mount and christchurch sandy mount and, and Dublin. All Christchurch. Um, yeah, all Christchurch is the point was made uh, by Tony very, very well. And uh, the fact is that we had maybe a, a situation in our past where an individual Presbyterian or an individual uh, Methodist congregation wasn't viable. So by combining the two, they'd hoped to be able to, to share the ministry and make the congregations viable in themselves and as a witness within the areas that they were in. What we're finding now is that uh, because of the legislation that has yes. been uh, 
made in the Republic of Ireland in, in terms of a charities commission, charities regulator down south, uh, that that cannot longer happen, and we've had to we've had to look at how. Well, we, we can't maintain the system that we have had because of the legislation. So we're now having to look at the possibility of which congregation and which city goes in which direction, whether Presbyterian or Methodist. And, and the final part of that has to be completed. And the clerk was helpful to understand. It wasn't that we were, it was being put to the congregation. It was a government agenda yeah. that forced this. Yeah. Any which way. Yeah, that's right. And it was very important. It is a very important point that uh, the clerk made yeah. was that this wasn't something that even either the Methodist, Methodist Church or the, or the Presbyterian Church wanted, um, but it was forced upon us. The force may be a strong word in that, but it's necessary given yes. the legislation. Craig, so that was our day's business. Right. And I and it was it had the potential to be a fractious day, I think, with the things yeah. that were on the agenda for it being discussed today, but mm. David said from the chair uh, he, you know, he, he, it's particularly after that private session, you know, he thanked the house for the the tone yes. and the content of the discussions we had, uh, and I think that was the, that was true all day. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, you know, there were there were certain things that had potential to uh, to be really contentious and really fractious, but I think we all kind of everyone was everyone was courteous. It was and a, I, I, and personally, I, I think there was a sense of peace about the, the whole procedures and, and the, how the pro. Uh, it all went. It went through. And was, where it's conducted by everyone. I think and we can thank people for their prayers. Yeah. The Lord answering um, thus far, and we've one more day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, we're, quickly, we're looking at uh, Council for Public Affairs. That'll be interesting. Watch that. Council for Training and Ministry. Watch that too. Uh, worship and listening to the global church. People on the move. That's is that an, is that this year's equivalent of an alternative presentation? We can watch out for that. And then there's General Council, the final one. Oh, definitely uh, watch out for section that. Section four. Uh, so our guest tomorrow night, as we've already said, Johnny Boyd is presenting the Making the General Assembly More Accessible Task Group. And then after that, Virtual. I advise everyone to be in the house yes. for the stuff at the end of the day. Because overtures. Because it is, it is, it is Trevor Gribben's FA Cup final. It's Trevor Gribben's Super Bowl. It is the overtures. If you want to see poetry in motion... You come and watch <laughs> Not the just, overtures yeah. being put through the house on the books and the new ad hoc stuff. Then we'll deal with any laps business. I may, may or may not be any. I don't think there is any lap business coming up. Then the final report of the General Assembly Business oh. Committee and close of assembly. And that will be us. And what we're going to do is we're not going to do our review episode from the... Europa Piano Bar. No, we'll, we'll do it over Zoom at home. Because we're hoping to be over before tea time tonight, so we're going to go home and see our families, Amen. put their kids to bed, and then we'll chat with Johnny via Zoom that evening. So we'll still be releasing an episode tomorrow evening yeah. that you can listen to late tomorrow night or first thing on Thursday morning. So that's us. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thanks for having We give him a sticker for coming on. Yes, I've got a sticker. sticker. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, Alan Mabin tweeted, did you see nope. that... Uh, he, he tweeted that you and I both got mugs and that Joanne only got uh, a sticker. And before uh, I knew that you were what Merck you were producing, I'd asked for a mug. But apparently <laughs> they're very limited editions, is that right? Yeah, there's only there's only two. There's only two. Maybe we'll get Alan Mabin a mug. The new order in. Should we get Alan Mabin a mug? Yeah, we'll maybe get Alan Mabin a mug. Anyway, listen, Alan, thanks again for coming. Thank you very much. Good to have you. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow night. Goodbye. Let's eat some Trebix. <laughs> Listen to that cheering. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're just glad it's done. <laughs>